Here's Weekend Hustler on the outside with Triple Honor and marching. Four of them across the track. Triple Honor and Weekend Hustler. The Hustler goes up on the outside. Photo. It's the Weekend Hustler of Triple Honor. They're everywhere here. Monton just in front. Viking Legion and shootout. Shootout dropped on them and won the game. Laser Hawk on the outside. Machine's going to come with a late rush. Zedcom fights back. Machine dives on the outside. Global Glamour still in front, but here comes the Clapper. Happy Clapper moves up, takes the lead, and Happy Clapper wins the Canterbury Stakes. That nature strip going great guns in the challenge stakes. He gets further in front now, and nature strip completely dominates the challenge stakes. Shelby 66 is running into second, charging home. Eduardo in front clings on. Eduardo just, but Shelby 66 nearly knocked the grandstand. Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. Baby, we certainly are ready to go. It's big Randwick Guineas Day, haven't there? Been some great horses that have won the on this day over the past decade. Gee, the Autumn Sun's another one. How did it win? Drop like a bomb on them in the Randwick Guineas. We're going to break apart the good horses that are running tomorrow. We're recording this 10 past 6 Friday morning time. All our information is correct as of now, but of course we will be updating it tomorrow. Good morning, Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. Top of the morning to you, Ralph. Mate, this is a, this is a good card at Randwick. Excellent card. Excellent card. Yep. Now, what's your mindset? There's uh, there's a little bit of uh, rain about today. The tracks are officially good for at the moment. The rail's out six metres as well. So both from how you expect the track to play and sort of what's your mindset as far as if uh, you're allowing for a bit of uh, ability on the wet ground. And I wake up this morning thinking it's going to be a beautiful day and tomorrow's going to be even better. But you're, now you're saying there's rain. Yes, yes. So. All right. Well, I'm just looking at why. <laughs> okay. Good amount of rain coming late today but hardly nothing tomorrow morning just a little if anything oh you know what there's going to be some rain tonight but if they can get through that it's going to be okay it's going to be okay so what have they officially got the track right now track's officially good for so hopefully that's a that's a good sign that uh that it'll just let nature do its stuff today and with a bit of luck that just means a bit of giving it tomorrow so about five mil tonight yep it's not gonna yeah we're still in summertime. Those tracks are going to be drying. I've Like last week, I had a good level of confidence that, you know, we're going to be on that good surface. I'm just going to stick to that right now. What's the mean with the rail out six metres? Generally, that means on paces get their chance if they get into the best part first. Well, they, they definitely have a, a superior edge. There's no question about that. On pace, lead pack, even within three lengths, 
those first six running lanes are, are very, very valuable. After that, of course, you've got to get out at least, realistically, another sort of six to eight to try and match that uh, lane bias, you know, which is closer to the fence or improve on it. There might be a couple of races that could happen, but the reality is we definitely want to be looking at horses that are near that lead speed today, uh, for, for Saturday, that is. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's kick off with the first of the Group 1s. It's Randwick Guineas Day, but the first of the Group 1s is the Canterbury Stakes, the Furphy Canterbury Stakes. Uh, the um, it, it's, a, it's a really good field. It's got a lot of depth to it, but the star, as far as the markets are concerned, and what what uh, she's been doing in New Zealand so far is Imperatrice. Firstly, before I ask about her specifically, how you've seen the race unfold? It's a good race, Ralphie. Pace-wise. Oh, yeah. I've marked it at this stage somewhere around the plus one range. Maybe we could go to plus two or three, worst case scenario. Are they going to be tempted to go faster than that? Well, geez, I hope not. But the reality is that that looks like the sort of tempo. It's not going to be brutal, Ralphie. So you got uh, the leaders likely to be Lombardo, Electric Girl uh, from Golden Mile and Imperatrice. Tell us about Imperatrice. Uh, watching the uh, watching the replay, she obviously looks good. It seems like the times are good on the uh, on the raw figures there. And of course, the last uh, Tarapa. If you if you watch the replay, it's quite spectacular because uh, fortunately there was a riderless horse. So the riderless horse uh, took her on, and I don't think Obi Bossum realised at the time it was a riderless horse until obviously deep into the race. So she's just effectively cleared out but really raced under so you would have seen what was under the bonnet time wise that's the big one we really seen this horse push itself right out it's had an excellent campaign this time in ralphie <clears throat> even though it's only a short break but off that t rapper run let's say when it resumed off the 85 days was best of the day plus three not a lot of speed early big last 400 around plus 5.9 but then last start the one you're talking about Hitting new PB, going plus 3.4, best of the day again. Showed excellent sustained speed on this on this particular day. Last 800 combined, 7.6. Is coming into this race, realistically, Ralphie, I would say, as probably the class horse in the field. Not not easy for to get horses from New Zealand to have that sort of profile. Now, is the $1.90... I probably got to take that back a little bit because there's Artorius in the race, and I should just peel that back. That is the yeah. exception in terms of class, right? But is it worthy of the price that it is? I would say, man, they really found it. I mean, given someone sent me a message, I think it was yesterday, saying that when it, the early markets opened up, this horse in Peritrees was $17. Now, obviously, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, is, is that right that it's still in the red? Well, it's around about, yeah, I suppose the best top sport, I think, here has got $2 and a little bit of $2.06 bet fare, but who knows uh, how much you can get on. But anyway, let's just argue $1.92. Let's work on that mindset. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do see the horse finishing first three for sure, but, um, gee, it's very, very well-founded. I don't know if it's got that much of an edge on the field to deserve that because I'm always a big believer, Ralph, when you're in the red, You've got to be worthy of it. <laughs> you can't just to be use, Sometimes an overused cliche, Vince. Uh, you've got to tick all the boxes if you're going to be taking uh, yeah. the red. Yeah. But I can't fault the profile of this horse. This is a good horse that they've brought over, Ralphie. Yeah. And this mare has improved, as we see lots of them improve. So 
So she's got some tactical speed. You expect her to get every chance in the run. So then it becomes down to, uh, is she good enough on the day? Well, we'll go in market order. And the Golden Mile was a horse that really impressed us first up. We put a big stamp on it from Sizzlers. Uh, what, what, uh, and, and the context, of course, even though he was well beaten, Maria and Mia busted the clock that day, the winner. Yeah, and, well, that would look like it was in another class, wasn't it, the way yeah. it won that day? But from a Golden Miles perspective, that was a fantastic performance, like 1.8, second best of the day. The horse had come back with a elevation in terms of performance as a genuine two lengths up on the previous prep. So the stable no doubt have this horse going superbly. I love the fact that, you know, in the mid-race it was able to produce a plus 5.3 off a near benchmark first section. That was clearly the best the horse has ever gone as well from that perspective. So that sort of gives me some insight. Very fit horse, appears to have come back a bit stronger even though it's only been a short break. The question now is, can you improve off the 1.8? Because its current PB is 1.9. Yep. Uh, we just got to go on natural race capability, Ralphie, that this horse can improve. There's no other way. So I'm, we're not going to see it through the prism of the numbers that this horse is just going to, you know, miraculously find two or three, but gets a beautiful race shape and hundred percent ready to put its best foot forward but can i find two links it's not going to be easy in the golden uh the golden um rose it overextended there's no question about that 3.6 links early so that probably gives it a better chance what you're saying as far as uh, race shapes concerned well for sure it's going to be able to get in its position i would be surprised if the horse has to travel more than benchmark yep throughout the race even if the lead pack's going slightly faster than what I'm anticipating. The reality is this horse still looks to be running benchmark. So benchmark minus one is roughly where I see this horse running that first half of the race. It's not going to get a it's not going to get a better opportunity. It's just going to be a matter of do you have the class now to make that next step? Well speaking of class, let's get to Artoria. So do you, it looks nice on paper, Vince, that uh, first up, 1,300, because he's always running on. I mean, first up, uh, let's go to the Caulfield run, for instance, last uh, – not not well, let's, let's ignore for, for now, and then I'll ask you more about the uh, the Ascot experience. But first up in February last year, uh, best last, 800, 600, 400, 200 of the day, just crushed the line but was unplaced over 1,100. So 1,300 looks ideal for it, as does the booking of Zach Purden, and did, as did the uh, – the uh, Warwick Farm Barry child to the eye. What can you tell us about the clock? Well, firstly, just to touch on that Caulfield profile, I guess the biggest plus on that was, yes, there was no speed early, Ralph. If you look at that, those numbers, you know, seven links below standard through that first yeah. section. I mean, <laughs> it, firstly, it's hard to run time, but there was no denying that plus 9.9 last 400. It was, it was massive, right? <laughs> Phenomenal. Last 6.6 oh. 6 last 200. Yeah, so you know this horse isn't going to have any challenges. The beauty is, if you have a look at that first up run in the UK, which was the best of the three runs overseas, clearly, actually that was really solid, Ralphie. What'd you score that? Well, I ended up scoring that particular performance 3.2 lengths above standard. It was the third best performance on the day against all other runners, which was I thought Royal was, Ascot. Yeah, yeah which right, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought was excellent. Early speed, two point four lengths above benchmark. Last four hundred was four point two lengths above benchmark. So I felt that was a rock solid run, personally. Yeah, from a data perspective. Now we've got to note this horse does have 
historical PB. We, we don't have to go too far back. We just got to go back to 21, and this horse was running, uh, realistically, was running 4.2, 4.7 range. So we know this has got plenty of talent. And I do agree, Ralphie, that the 1300s a positive start. So the barrier trial was the big indicator for me to see, okay, where are we at? Overall, I scored the, the barrier trial around two lengths below standard, Ralphie. Now, here's the key with that trial, though. They went through that first couple of hundred metres, about eight lengths below standard. Between the eight and the four, they actually slowed a little bit more. It was just where those cones were, how they had to, you know, drag into, you know, like into the home straight. Like So the horse went from 7.7 to 11.4 below. But last 400 metres, 2.3 above and the last 200 metres, and I'm a big – I feel barrier trials, I always look for those key 200 metres to see that sign, and there it was, last 200 plus 4.4. It's the perfect trial you need to bring the horse on because, I mean, 209-day break is a decent break, Ralphie. Yeah. But that trial was what this horse needed. Now, I do have an expectation this horse should be able to come to play and at least run to the Ascot profile. And I, the reason why I say at least is I actually feel it's going to be better suited, like you touched at the beginning, that 1,300 metres. So I'm, I'm seeing that as probably on the downward trend, that 3-2 is going to be the low and it's going to be a serious test for the eight. Of course, if for some reason it parades awful, then you know I'll probably uh, go back into the cave and have to reassess. But I can't see this horse missing the top three, Ralphie. Well, that's a good wrap at around about the $7 mark. So that, uh, Miles that, over, miles yeah. over. So you're saying really on class, there is a two-horse race here. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a real race, so it's even versus $7, but you would not be surprised if he turns over the favourite. Oh, they should be close to equal favourite, the two of them. Good. Good information there. Okay, uh, and let's uh, also ask you about Electric Girl because Horson would put a nice big stamp on in Sizzlers mm-hmm. when it uh, won first up a fortnight ago. It was a really good time win. Well, that was the big sign. The stable's got this horse on fire, 2.9. Best of the day. Absolutely flawless in its performance. All sections above benchmark. Pretty hot. I'll be keen to see, you know, like just a little bit of nervousness around could this taken something out of the run? Because it yep. was so, so dynamic, Ralphie. Like, it was far superior to anything this horse has done from a first-up point of view. And that's a credit to the stable on how well they've got this horse travelling. A little bit nervous about that. Now, is it right up there on current form profile? Yes. So there, there's the query there. There's a six-year-old mare, 14-day backup. And, and speaking of uh, some flatness, Bizarre seeing Quantico here, so <laughs> I, was, I was assuming they might send him down to the new market with two weeks, but uh, the O'Shea team has chosen the seven-day backup off. Last week was a big mid-race, and uh, and we, we spoke about this on Monday, that it had every indication of a flat-line run after such a long break to win world first up. For sure. This has got a lot of talent, this horse. It's, it is capable of running high falls, Ralphie, and I of the view that I'm not sure we've ever seen the very best of this horse. The challenge is this for me. I don't dislike the fact that they're coming off a, a quick backup seven days. I, I, I don't see any issues with that. But what I do have an issue with at the moment is when I compare it to its 1,200-meter profile, there's a major gap. Now, I know it's only had a a couple of starts at 1,300 metres, but they're nowhere near benchmark, and that bothers me. So I'm not sure 
that this horse, this horse could just be a booming 1200 meter horse, even though when you look through the, the data, there is some indicators that says, well, you know, you have a look at that run at Flemington over 1,200 metres when it won by a length and a half. The way it closed that day in the finish, you'd think 1,400 metres would be fantastic for this horse. So I am a bit nervous about this horse, and I'm not 100% sure what to do. I was happy not to put my money on it last start, and it was because of the 1,300 metre profile. Now... I'm sitting here saying, why is O'Shea doing this? Does he have a different view? And could it be possible if we peel back the November 21 run where we've seen a clear sign this horse had, you know, booming last sort of 800 metres, that maybe 1,300 metres of golden distance for it. And it's the spoiler in the field. On talent. Now, there one for multis only. I, 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 yep. I'm not making a case for it, for it to win. But Argentia, that was almost the perfect first up run, this mare. And, uh, you know, behind a lofty strike and uncommon James, who's, who then switched positions in the Oakley Plate last week. Second best last 800 of the day was a great sign. And only the 15th best last 200 for, from that perspective that there's more to come from this horse who... who, who uh, under a sprint circumstance, has, has got a fair bit of ability on her best. Oh, 100% on its day, it's capable. They've got the right person on board. The 0.7 above benchmark first up, ranked 21 is another clear sign. They've got this horse like exactly where they want. I mean, it was virtually as good as the first up run the previous prep. The dry ground, if it is the case, is certainly not going to be a negative for this particular horse either. I guess the big challenge is, let's just say this horse may somehow be able to find that plus 3.4 going back to February of last year. If it could do that, then of course it's going to be competitive. I'm just taking a position here right now. I reckon this horse has come back very fit, and I'm not sure there's a lot of improvement one run to the other. And yeah, just sitting on the fence to see how it goes today. All right. All right, well, your Friday overview is this. They should be just about equal favourite Artorias and, and uh, Imperatrice. We've got a terrific race in front of us, and we'll give our final thoughts tomorrow morning uh, after after scratchings. Randwick Guineas, uh, this is a, a race where the, the, the form line's seemingly pretty obvious at first, and that is the fact that uh, a fortnight back, uh, Osipenko just picked off Zoo Cabin, and Af Cabin was disappointing at odds-on favourite after a dynamic return. There were reasons for it. It overextended early, and you can give us details there. Uh, sorry, Macho Latte was uh, was close up third as well. So they're, they're the four that dominate the market. There is a left field runner, though. Uh, well, let's say two left field runners, actually, with different form. One, Attrition, up from Melbourne, and two, Lindemann, that won the same day, same distance, in very sharp time in ben Benchmark 78 company. How are you seeing the pace unfold? Yeah, I, I feel it's just going to be good even speed, Ralphie. Yeah. Now... Could they just decide to take off? Well, if, I, if Brenton Abdallah was any guide, because he, in my view, he's the first horse that you've got to look at and say, okay, horse number one, natural possibility of leading. Will he ask the horse to go as fast as last start, 2.4 above? Well, I don't feel he's going to ask the horse to go any faster than that. So therefore, that's a real good guy for me. And then I looked at number 13, and that's um, Hollywood Hero, just to try and get some insight about what's this horse realistically going to do. And it's, there's no way, like if this horse is at, up the front, there's only two things that are possibly happening, Ralphie. Number one, right, they're going very 
very, very slow. This is Hollywood Hero? Yep. Yep. Or if it's leading, if it's in front of Zoo Tiger, because I do feel this is going to be the first step. Those two are going to roll forward. Who's going to want to own the front with the caveat around Lindemann, right? Yep. So I'm taking a position that if Hollywood wants to test Zoo Tiger, well, this horse definitely, you know, probably needs to be 500s and not 40 to 1, right? Yeah, right. okay. So <laughs> I, I, that's what I feel. I don't believe it's going to test Zoo Tiger. But Lindemann is the other one, which at the moment I've just got part of the lead pack, that 3.3 first section last start, gives the signal, well, I can take you on if I want to. So is Karen going to want to do that? Or is he going to try and look for the sit? I'm taking a view that maybe a mile, they might take a sit initially, right? Yep. And allow, allow Zoo Tiger and Brenton to lead. But that means orderly, orderly speed. Brenton is not going to trigger and make him just rip the field apart. Now, could Kieran potentially do what he did last start? And just pull the ripcord and say, stuff it, I'll go to the front and control and lead and put pressure on all the way if I can. Well, if that happens, then we're going to go plus three and a half. Right. So, and, and I suppose the smallish field relative to what, what no, I think they can get 16 runners, so only the 12, uh, that, that sort of takes some heat out of the race as well. It does. From the yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's break apart what happened last start. F cabin overextended after a dynamic return first up. <laughs> How much extra speed was he asked to pay? Yeah, well, he got caught, didn't he, yeah. Timmy? Timmy yeah. Clark got caught, went from 3.2 lengths below benchmark first first up and then second up. I, I don't blame his situation where he was, barrier-wise, but 3.6 lengths above, he got completely outsmarted by uh, Breton. And he found himself wanting to control the front. And and Tim Clark's okay up the front, but he's not as good as some of the others. And he just got caught it, with the race with speed. It didn't work for the horse. It's the fastest the horse that's ever gone in its life, like five lengths faster than any other run. So what are you going to get? You're going to get deterioration. But what I felt too is it really took the gloss of the potential. Yep. That's my view because it looked explosive the start before off a good, soft tempo. So is this going to be a tempo-related horse? In other words, what I'm saying is this, Ralphie. If they're running plus two, plus three through the first section, well, AFCAB is certainly not. I don't believe AFCAB, James, will have the horse back in the field, but I do feel he's going to want to make sure he's in that three-length range. Then this horse will be travelling potentially benchmark. If they go a bit slower... Maybe then he gets himself in that sweet spot where he can accelerate because what he is able to demonstrate, he does have a powerful 400-metre sprint, but he needs a particular setup for it, and that is a not a lot of pressure through the first two sections. Now, mind you, Ralphie, I'm putting this through the prism of a short career. The current profile is showing that. It had the first taste of medicine and it blew up. That's not a good sign for me. Even though it's the first time the horse did that. You know, we've got to be realistic here. It, it, the horse didn't go plus 10. It yeah. only went plus 3.6. This A good horse should be able to handle that. This is my view, right? A good horse should be able to cope with that sort of heat if you've got immense talent. So now I sit here. I don't know. What price is it right now? Well, across the board, we're sort of looking at, uh, what is it, around about $3 range, maybe high twos. Yeah, well, hopefully the bookmakers will, you know, 
or everybody will push this horse right out. And it should, realistically, this field should be four or five to one, the field, right? That's yeah. what it should be. Aft Cabin, again, does not deserve to be at the top of the market on its own. It just doesn't deserve it, not on profile. And, okay, the Sandown run, like I said, Ralph, you look at that and you say, oh, wow, 8.7, last 400. You're going to eat the mile. They well, won't. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to eat the mile if there's pressure. And when, not- he, when he bolted into Caulfield, of course, that was a bottomless track after the deluge hit. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what I'm seeing is this horse at best is going to have around that four length, four and a half length, last 400 metres. Yep. If the horse can get its race shape and that's somewhere around benchmark minus three, if it can get that speed, and then you've got to say to yourself, okay, are you closer than four lengths from the leaders? And are they going to have a, a kick that's going to match you over the last 400 metres? And that's probably going to be the big discussion point whether there's going to be anybody else that can kick, you know, our kick it over the last 400 metres. So I'm, I'm respecting the horse. I definitely feel right now it's got to be given the benefit of doubt and it's a, a genuine contender. You know, am I the sort of guy that's going to go and risk my money on this horse tomorrow? I'd love to, but I don't see the blueprint that's going to suit my style. What about the style of Osipenko? It's a real climber. It's been showing, well, it bolted in on debut, which is which is always a good start, and it ran good time when it did so. Second start in a race, it was a bit disappointing to the to the market who uh, took the short price, but Caboo's got, uh, went on to show that it, it was got good talent. It ran in placing in the Caulfield Guineas, didn't have things go its way first up, and then uh, last started out Bob Zoo Tiger in that race you'll talk about with Afcapin. Yeah, well, it won by fractions, but it did everything superbly. First section, 0.5 above, fantastic. That was a new PB for the horse as well, Ralphie. I mean, run to run, the horse was asked to improve its early speed by six and a half lengths. So that's a no joke, right, over yep. a second. In the mid-race, it went plus 1.1 again. That's another new PB for this horse because it hadn't had many opportunities. Well, really, I don't think it really had an opportunity on dry ground. And then the last 400 metres, I felt was excellent. You know, 3.1 off of an above benchmark speed was only demonstrating one thing, a building of power. That's the sort of profile you want to see in a horse stepping up to a mile. Great sustained speed. Of course, on-pace horses are going to be advantage, Ralphie. So Nash is, is probably going to be forced to weave a little bit of magic and have to try and find a split somewhere in those inside six running lanes. And hopefully he's going to get his opportunity to um, run down the competition. And maybe he won't be, you know, a long way back. But that's probably going to be his only challenge. He's just going to need a little bit of luck. But is he good enough to win this race? Absolutely. And I can't understand why this horse isn't potentially up near favouritism. And the third of those is Zoo Tiger that uh, that was out bobbed and gee what a profile here to explode and last prep third up uh, ran third in the Golden uh, Golden Rose and uh, what a form line that's been with Jack and O uh, winning in Secret come second before winning the uh, Coolmore we had Gold Mile before winning the Caulfield Giddy She's Extreme before it won the Oaks so what a, it was it was the super race of the spring and it looks like it's got the perfect platform to peak third up it does. I mean, the 1.5 overall, 16th best of the day, very solid. There's clear situation here with that last start run. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whilst Bretton Abdallah did fantastic, you know, curving that energy through the first section, going 2.4 above, he did 
have to concede by slowing the horse down between the eight and the 400. That 100% made all the other runners look a little bit better, Ralphie, because it was a two and a half length slowdown between the eight and the four. It impacts them. Now, the last 400 metres, then the horse got its full momentum and was able to sort of rebound and go 0.6 above between the four and the two, plus 1.7 last 200 metres. So overall, there are clear signs for further improvement. The question will be this. Can this horse genuinely run out a solid mile? This is the question mark for this horse. Can it do that? And it's all going to be governed about what Brenton does through the first section. You happy with him as an on-pace rider? Oh, yeah, I have no problems with him yeah. on pace. He's excellent. He's yeah. very, very smart in terms of and – he, and he proved at last start that if they've if they got too much speed on, he's going to sit. He's going to absolutely sit, and I love that. And there's probably a chance here there'll be no slowing in the mid-race which will also help the horse to potentially run it out. I'm just a little bit worried if they really put the pressure on from the 800 and there's, you know, like not that bustling speed through the first section and then it becomes like a high-pressure race for the last 800 metres, then that vulnerability could come out in the horse and, you know, they're going to be all trying to gun down that lead pack. Maciej Lade was the third in the three-way finish there. Spec in the market, 26s in the 21s. And then you ask why. Well, gee, looking at its profile, Vince, uh, that was its first ever dry track run. Like many horses in Sydney in 2022, it was it was swimming all the way through the year. Yeah. And again, you know, I know a lot of people talk about put water on tracks. Well, that's um, pretty much going to eliminate 90% of the horses from running to their best, right? 90%. Because <laughs> good horses need good tracks. Yep. You know, great horses need fast tracks, but they're that great they can handle the wet, right? And Macho Lardo, it was just fantastic. 1.3 lengths above benchmark, 17th best of the day. Again, had to run all sections above benchmark. The only thing that I'll say, it didn't have to suffer any slowdowns in the mid-race, so energy distribution was perfection. So from that point of view, we're not going to be able to sit here and say... There's going to be more to come from the efficiency of the ride. But one thing's for certain, this horse is going to thrive on the step up to the mile. It's not going to be a sort of horse to say, oh, can you or can't you handle it? It will absolutely be able to uh, enjoy the step up to the mile. It's just going to get back down to, is that going to be enough to win the 1.3? Or you know, can this horse go somewhere near plus two and be in the finish? Either way... I'm respecting the horse, and it's and it's worthy contender. The two lots of different form that the market's got at uh, at a wider price. Firstly, attrition from uh, from Melbourne showed some some good promise, and at Sandown and Geelong win didn't have things really go its way last start at Flemington. And while it was a blanket finish, you, you respected uh, what was produced on the clock. Well, you have to. I mean, in terms of overall profile, plus one point five, that puts you in this race with the exception of a couple of horses, right? Yep. It puts you right in this race. It, the way the horse breathed through the first section, pretty cruisy, 3.1 lengths below benchmark. Again, was a clear sign this horse loves to be able to relax and then you've got to be able to do the final thing and that's put a good last 800. And I felt this horse did that. It went three lengths above standard between the eight and the 400, improved its overall last 400 with a plus 3.7. That's virtually 
a seven-length overall sustained speed over the last 800. That's excellent, Ralph, for a horse stepping up to a mile. And I'll be shocked if this horse doesn't get the mile. Yep. And it's got to be in the mix. It has to be respected. Well, and let's finish with Lindemann. As I said at the at the, at the start, same track, same distance, very, very sharp on the clock, but it was benchmark 78 level, so the market's going to score it less than the uh, than the stakes uh, race that was won by Osipenko uh, over Zoo Tiger and Macho Lade. How are you assessing its chances coming into this? Well, this is probably the joke of the day, isn't it, right? It's got to be the joke of the day. It has to be the joke of the day. How on earth is this horse this price? That performance last start was simply faultless. 3.3 lengths above benchmark first section, 2.5 above between the 8 and the 400, plus 1.9 overall last 400. Had a slowdown between the 4 and the 2 of a length, right? And then rebound with increasing speed, right? The sustained profile this horse showed was outstanding. And another classic example about how much the horse elevated on dry ground and the improvement from run to run was immense. Generally speaking, Ralphie, when they improve like five lengths from one run to the un, one run to the other, they improve further. If this was 1,400 metres, I'd call it the standout in the race. Like, they won't beat it. But at a mile, that opens up the game because there is some tactics involved here. Yeah. And, it, and it's all about what I said about that first section. You really are going to know your fate in that first 400 metres. But if they roll just even speed, Oh, I'll tell you what, Ralph, this is going to be a very, very hard horse to beat. It's going to be extru- – it's actually the horse to beat. So I've got my chest out here for this race of fits. We rode it up in Sizzlers after the win, and it was fantastic. And I thought, what odds is this for the Randwick Guineas? It was 50 to 1, right? Yeah, no. So um, then I went back and I watched the Chris Waller – he does a YouTube every Friday, right? right. So this, I just wanted with his, uh, I forget the, his, his offsider's name, and his offsider goes through the horse with him. And they actually said prior to this race, he said, well, we've got him in the Randwick Guineas and the Rose Hill Guineas, and, uh, you know, so he'd want to be winning this, wouldn't he? And it, it wins it, it wins like the stable confidence rather than the 7 or $8 it was at the day. So they know they've got a good horse here. And and here you're saying that at around about eighteen dollars, it's it's right in the race. Well, I look at it like this: if I'm going on first markets, I'm not a bookmaker. Yep. I can tell you right now, if I was a bookmaker, you wouldn't be getting more than three bucks from me for that horse. <laughs> no way. Go. And then I'll be saying you, you can only have fifty on it. Dollars, <laughs> that is right. Oh yeah, that's it. Yep. All yeah, right. You want to have thousand on? Oh, I'll give you evens. <laughs> I mean, if I was just putting a book back, because he doesn't deserve to be that price. He's this was a that was a that was an outstanding run. That's it. And they it had outstanding. It, they had it ended for the Australian Guineas. Drew off the track at Flemington, so they obviously said, "Well, he's already here, and let's uh, we've got a better chance in a smaller field of uh, of getting our position." So let's see what happens there. But it's good price, and we'll get final thoughts in the morning. Right, Vince, the uh, aspirational quality. Speaking of the Waller Camp, Roots is the dominant favourite here. Is she entitled to be? Was, her first up run certainly was outstanding, and uh, as far as the first up run was concerned, and she showed at this distance on Oaks Day that she's got a lot under the bonnet. Well, I'm. I just hope. I just hope it's not on a, on a bounce sort of method. It's probably slightly outside of that bounce theory. 
you know, if they're usually inside 60, you know, I'd get very nervous, but oh my God, how this horse returned, plus 2.1, third best of the day. Ah, Mr. Waller, he's back, Ralphie, he is back <laughs> in town. He understands now that you got to be able to find that two, three lengths like you used to be able to find in these big races. So that's what Ma Eustace and that's doing. And did he do that? Absolutely. 2.1, third best of the day. But I, what I'm loving more than the overall figure was how brilliant was the overall last 800 metres. was plus 5.5, plus 4.3. But this is the downside. The downside is could this horse be a little bit flat from that big exertion? I'm a little bit nervous about that. But does, is the horse worthy of being at the top of the market? Yes. Is it set to go straight past 2.5? Well, if it doesn't do it tomorrow, it'll definitely do it at the subsequent start because really the only thing that stands in the way from this horse getting beat is if this horse is flattened by that run. And I'm just hoping – I mean, Waller's just brilliant trainer, Ralphie, right? So I'm yes. just hoping that he had a rock-hard fit horse going to that race and just needed that match conditioning to bring him right to his top and we'll see this horse run to somewhere around 2.13 range tomorrow and then he wins. Well, Banana Queens probably takes it up the lead since had a barrier trial. It's uh, 28 days between runs going through the through the grades, but uh, you got to say on the clock, it, it's not in the same uh, class as Roots at the moment. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. But, Okay. Sometimes we can learn some things. And the things that we can learn is when there's a race with no speed, we do get that insight about how good your 400-metre sprint because that's the time when you get that opportunity to really unleash and see what you've got under the bonnet. What I did see is good sustained speed but probably not a booming last 400 metres. I'm not sure this horse has had every opportunity to produce its best. And last time was the first time it was asked to go into a race where it had to really pretty much run race near that benchmark profile all the way. And I felt that it did very well, but the drop-off over the last 200 metres wasn't the greatest sign. And the the Wyong trial was really good, Ralphie, but I don't see that as a plus from this stable, though. I just see that as, have you actually done the right thing? Yep. Because you might be over the top. Well, if it's over the top, it, it probably makes the uh, the low two still a pretty a bit of a gift for Roots if she's right. What oh, yeah. Saying. I could never back Banana Queen tomorrow under any circumstances. <laughs> right. And generally because it's single-figure odds, I'll just round off with the, uh, your thoughts on uh, the Lassafile also from Chris Waller's ta- uh, stable. Back in trip uh, with a little tick over barrage of five weeks between runs. Okay, that's an interesting runner that you picked up there, Ralphie. Oh, well, I know 35 days coming back to the mile. Very interesting manoeuvre. Well, obviously, you know, the 1,600 metres is going to be no issue with this horse. He's a horse that just sort of battles to break benchmark, but there are some reasons why that can happen. Like that day at Gosford over the mile, it was so difficult to run time, Ralphie. It was very, very hard. I mean, just on the raw figures, like top of the day was just mid-twos. Yep. So that just showed you that track was nowhere near fast enough to run time. So maybe this is one of the reasons why this horse hasn't been able to break benchmark. And then, of course, they took it up to the 2,000 metres over the last two starts. And again, the horse raced well, but just didn't get past that benchmark line. 
the barrier trial was a really a nowhere trial. So I'd be sitting here and saying, well, look, you can win, but, you know, you would have to know something a lot more than the data showing for this horse to be even considered as a betting proposition. All right, last race. There's not a benchmark race, which they've generally been doing. They've got a, a decent race here, which is the Winona Girl Quality. Pretty competitive market. Sky Command's favourite. I notice in your race speed profiles, your, uh, even your early edition here, you're sort of borderline high. It looks like it's going to have the perfect race shape, doesn't it? Well, this has got to be the starting point. Now, this one I do like in yep. terms of this stable. Love the Wyong trial. Fantastic. Exactly what I wanted to see, right? Yep. To say, yep, you're back and you're going to be close to your top because that's the expectation that I have from this stable is that Ryan is a brilliant trainer of being able to get horses very ready first up. And that trial was the signal. So the 1.2, I had no hesitation in marking this horse, being, being able to run to that level. And therefore, you're the horse that everyone's got to beat. Up the front, from a rider, rider profile, well, he, he knows the horse very well. He's been able to manage himself pretty good, and he is one that will be dictated by tempo, which will determine whether he needs to increase his pace. But, you know, he rarely races his first section above benchmark, so like, <laughs> this could be the typical race where a horse goes to the front, leads all the way, and they don't run it down. Beautiful. Well, that's nice and simple there. Any, uh, I'll ask you just a couple of quick uh, different form lines here, starting with Barossa Rossa. Uh, she should be nice and fit, 44 days between runs, but uh, had, had some good deep racing with a Randwick track distance win. Doombin uh, win was sound. Uh, and then uh, and then fourth on Magic Millions Day. Well, this stable's definitely brought the right horse down because sometimes, you know, they, they come from Queensland, they make big mistakes, they think they're good enough, or they get told that they're, they're all these sort of things. No different to that two-year-old last start, right, that came from the Golden Team. I don't know who was giving them the information, but that horse really was always going to be millions, right? <laughs> Honestly, it just was. It was never going... I mean, what, what I'm saying by millions is to be a genuine threat to win a big race right now too. That's what I mean. I'm not saying it wasn't going to be competitive in that race because it was a field of minus two to five range, right? Yep. And the horse didn't deliver. At least this runner, two starts back at Dooman, ran 0.7 above, fifth best of the day, strong all the way, got a good profile. Then went to the Gold Coast, have a, had to overreach through the first section in terms of speed, going 2.9 above, had to pretty much maintain that pressure through the next 400 metres and then so, really only blew out over the last 200 metres. So this is actually... A very, very good race to come back 100 metres in. And I love the fact, what did they do? They gave it a, a, a trial. Beautiful. It takes away any possibility of being flattened in your travel and will give you the opportunity of um, running bigger. Now, I, I probably haven't mentioned this at all through any of the races because I'm taking a position we're going to be on a good track. But if it was wet, then we'd probably have problems with this horse. All right, so we'll get final thoughts tomorrow and uh, and just to round off this race. Uh, coming from the same race, Pakari Kari, horse we sizzled uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, jumped the broom and Written Beauty, who actually started favourite, uh, uh, sorry, started shorter in the market than the other two and produced a very big mid-race squeeze. So what's your thoughts out of those three line up against each well, other? Well, first, firstly, Pakari Kari, seems believing. I mean, to, to actually run the way it did win, that was no easy feat. Coming with a 
9.2 lengths below benchmark first section. Now, mind you, this is the style of the horse. It's probably not going to be an advantage to you tomorrow. But the move in the mid-race was fantastic. It went from 9.2 below to plus 2.6. In other words, the energy exertion for that 400 metres was in excess of two seconds. And then the last 400 metres, plus 2.6, fantastic. Just the only negative I see with this horse. Now, I'm just out of respect. I put the horse right up there at, you know, as a genuine top three threat. Just you might get too far back, and this could be huge bias to the leaders, Rolfie. Yeah. And, and that's the only downside with this horse because it's up to this field, and, it, and it's a terrific price, right? But that's the downside. I now, imagine written, that's the same sorry. case with Root and Beauty. <laughs> it could be too far back. Well, it, this is my problem with the race with a lot of horses. But first up, again, look at that. No speed early. When I mean no speed, I mean absolutely no speed. 12.6 <laughs> lengths below benchmark. But it was the 100% Mr. Waller strategy. Massive move in the mid-race. Almost three seconds, Rolfie. That was more dynamic than the runner we just spoke about. And then the last... Overall, 400 was plus 1.5. Now, I do note the horse actually didn't taper at the end, right, in terms of the last, very last 200 metres. Probably tapered over the overall last 400, which is a sign that this horse is set to elevate. And that big mid-race squeeze in the 21 days, oh, that's a super uh, profile for this trainer, Ralphie. And then they've got Williams on board. Very, very hard horse to fault. Just the downside will be, uh, yeah, position and running. You know, will Craig Williams, if he, you know, if he senses there's on pace winner, but he's probably going to do that, Ralph. He's just going to probably push the horse in a forward zone, and that may not work for it. All right, words ten dollars. So certainly a chance to consider for tomorrow. We'll do our final business tomorrow. Uh, speaking of business, uh, there's there's a bit of business being happening in race six because the the challenge stakes got some fast horses. Uh, Giga kick the. Uh, the super winner of the Everest resumes here on the way to the TJ Smith and the old boy, Eduardo. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's start with this, Vince. 1,000-metre horses, 1,000-metre races. Well, that's right, isn't it? That's exactly right. And Eduardo, well, he's got to be the starting point no matter what. <laughs> well, his, his barrier trials are not suggesting that the horse is done. Well, tell that's, me about that Warwick Farm trial. The... The uh, Ramwick trial. Uh, sorry, about? the Ramwick trial yep. coming in. Yeah, uh, very solid, Ralphie, and it was a below uh, benchmark overall, but still, to come in a couple of lengths below standard off the trial. Uh, it's, look, it's only seven forty-two meters, so you know you have to temper that a little bit. But for a thousand meters, you wouldn't have wanted any more than that. So my view is this: he's going to coil up. I. I marked him pretty much going every bit as good as the previous campaign lead-in-wise, and he went 3.6 first up. So I have nothing to suggest that I shouldn't do that again and make this the benchmark. Like, that's the the benchmark you've got to beat. So I sit back and say, all right, well, if I'm marking you 3.6, what's the downside? Okay, maybe plus two. That's, that's the lowest I could go, plus 2, plus 2.2. So this sets the bar somewhere between 2.2 and 3.6. That's the bar. If you can run to that level or better, then you're going to be able to potentially beat Eduardo. So who can do that? 
So one of the, um, with uh, no data, but geez, I've seen this a number of times, I reckon first in the 90s with uh, Team Hawks' uh, uh, great sprinters, Hawks, uh, sorry, um, flavour and sports. Sometimes you just get good odds about a horse only because of its age. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is, you know, you've got to look at the robots. I mean, Ralphie, I know I've said it many times in the past, I've done over a 1,000 hours, man hours, right, <laughs> of statistical analysis, right, and about the ages, you can go into all these little burrows and you can create all these things. Now, the robots love those things. Oh, no, I'm finished. Now, sometimes that's true. Yeah. But I wait for that to happen first, right? I mean, Shelby 66 in recent times, you know. Now, the horse is no good, but there was a, po- a time there. It was just like a star and it was loving the wet tracks, right? Eduardo, he has not shown at this stage that he's done. And the barrier trials are not showing that. Now, of course, a little bit like Nature Strip. Yep. You've got to come to the race now, right? Yep. And you've got to step up. And we're going to find out. Let's see if you step up. But realistically, all things being equal, he has to make it. A, he is going to make it a contest, no matter what. Yeah, the question will be, is, is there some potential uh, stars in this field? So uh, I spoke about truism about, you know, getting good odds about an older horse. The other truism about be careful taking short odds about a horse who's not set for the race that you're taking the short odds about. And there's a case with Giga Kick. I mean, clearly he's grand finals to TJ Smith. That's the the group one. He's a gelding, so they're only racing for prize money. Uh, And he's, he's... Trial, I'll get get some insight off you off from the trials. Are both both saying he's going to turn up in in sound order, but he built last prep. His his Everest win was fourth run in. So at a thousand meters, it's a bit of an unknown, even though he has won at Flemington on July. So Ralphie, just so I know, what were you saying? Where's he going? Where's he been set this horse? Well, the, the, the TJ Smith will be the grand final one. So they won't go to a Ram- new Ram- market. They won't go to new no, market. No, okay. No. Wow, really? Yes. Okay, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, because this is potentially, we know it's potential superstar, right? Yep. I look at it like this. The profile suggests that you're going to need this run. But when, and this is the, this is, you know, I call them like the shooting stars, right? Yep. When they're a shooting star, they could just turn up first up and just run plus four because that's what a star will do, right? Yep. So if this horse just turns up and runs within half length of last PB, which, you know, internally, I've marked this horse a potential plus six horse, right? Potential. That's Everest stuff, yep. Yeah, Everest range, right? With no ceiling. And the reality is this horse, if he is that star, then maybe this could just happen. He just might be a natural runner. He just might springboard. He is going to have a little bit of a disadvantage. He's got to come off him and not going to be easy to run down the leaders. And he's not, uh, at this stage, rubber stamped as a 1,000-metre horse. But we will say this, though, Ralphie. There was giving the ground that first up at Flemington. I do feel this horse's absolute best is on a dry track. And I can understand why the market's got it safe. He, He deserves to be safe. I'm not pinning him to his best, but I expect uh, something special from him. And uh, and let's round off with a remark. It was a very good win, this track, this distance first up. Oh, loved it. Loved, loved, loved this run. <sighs> 2.4 above, best of the day. <laughs> 
I just love when horses can run near benchmark through the first two sections and just explode over the last 400 like this horse did. A 7.1 last 400. Clear cut. It was better than what it did back in sort of March 21, Ralphie, off a slower pace. Just loved it. And I said, stable, got this horse on file. I reckon they couldn't control it. They took it to the trial, and the horse, this horse is airborne. Yeah. Absolutely airborne, and we'll be making it a serious contest. Again, slight negativity. You do have to come off pace, and that's not the best place to be. So really what you're saying is Eduardo's going to get, give a chance to show that he, he's just going to maintain his first up profile. If that's the case, Giga Kick is going to have to bring some real heat but he could bring some real heat because he's a potential star. Well, if he comes out and wins, yep. well, wherever they're going to point the horse, he's going to be collecting all the prize money. And there's a big chance that, you know, we'll still get odds for that horse as well into the future. And he'll be a moneymaker. <laughs> nice. And I'll, I'll round off. Uh, we'll do business tomorrow, but I will round off with race two because yep. um, for those who are group one members, if you listen to this, well, you can hear it again. But for those who aren't group one members who have bought today's package uh, or this weekend's package, rather, uh, j- just tell us about that uh, that barrier trial there of uh, red resistance who's in race two. Well, Ralphie, from the last discussion to now, I had time to, because I had to do a little bit of work just to make sure it's always tricky when you're benchmarking barrier trials, especially when they're under 800 metres or around that mark. But I managed to do it, Ralphie. I managed to <laughs> put the extra half an hour in and really crystallise, and I wanted to be absolutely confident. And, Ralphie, 2.1 barrier trial above. Now, I'm saying this to you, just so for the people that are listening this, I downgraded after all the adjustments. Like, you couldn't have been more savage, right? I could have said this was a plus four or five horse. That's what I'm saying. And the reason why I was so savage is because I don't know how it's going to extend out to 1,200. But if this horse runs to the 2.1 and I pinned it on that strategy, right, that I have to bring it into profile like as if it was 1,200. That's why I got a big downgrade in terms of the way I culled it. And then the 8.6, though, last 400 metres, there's nowhere to hide with that. There's nowhere to hide with the plus six last 200 metres either. This could potentially be the best two-year-old we've seen in 10 years. Wowzers. And it, it, uh, it, the way you're describing it, and I've worked with you for now for 10 years, it sounds like a Vancouver of, uh, of, of this, this crop. I got a feeling they could have a Vancouver on their hands because, like I said, I've driven the figure down. If, I, if it, this was a 1,000, I wouldn't have been as aggressive and I would have said, okay, well, the horses, your, your miles will make it a dollar ten. Yep. All right, nice, nice uh, information to finish there. We'll do business tomorrow morning. As far as uh, once we've seen, uh, got a bit of clarity about the track conditions and also uh, the scratchings. But in the meantime, really appreciate your support as a uh, customer of our uh, Royal uh, Ranwick Guineas Day preview.